0: We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network.
1: You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay
2: tuned for global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's fist celebrate more than a decade of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that.
1: Welcome back to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion. Fader's Fist. This is episode 93 for March 2016, and here are your hosts. Myself, Joe, SL12743.
0: Nikki, DZ8397.
1: And Marcus, TK14057. The 501st Legion is currently at 8,781 members with 15,462 approved costumes in the Legion. This episode, we appear at More Cub Scout Blue and Golds, Brave the Cold for Polar Plunges, Auction Our Members Off, and welcome home a real trooper. Stay tuned.
2: Hi, this is Mark Hamill, and you're listening to the Five O First Cast, the most forceful podcast in the galaxy.
1: Enjoy. Hey, News.
0: The 501st cast made it into the finals for the People's Choice category of the Star Wars Podcast Awards, which is an unofficial contest, not sponsored by Lucasfilm or Disney, but still fun. So please vote for us. We can vote through March 24th, and we'll have a link to how you can do that in our show notes. It's pretty exciting. I didn't follow how the... The rest of it went.
1: Well, uh yeah, their website was uh Star Wars and uh that's pretty cool that the final first cast made uh the uh, finals there. And uh Nikki, you got nominated for uh fangirl <laughs> podcast fangirl, and I think I got nominated for podcast fanboy. Uh sorry, Marcus. I- I'm so sorry. They were no <laughs> <numbers either>. But <laughs> yeah, uh we made yeah. like
0: the semifinals or something for that, and then then I lost that's track of how voting month.
1: Yeah, so there's people out there listening to us. I think that's that's really, really cool. Uh, uh, we expect uh, you to, to be uh, listening more often, of course. <laughs> <laughs> or else. Yeah, well, give us a vote. People's choice. That is that is really, really cool. I don't know what we would win, but uh, maybe a little bit of recognition. We like that kind of thing. For sure. Most definitely.
2: On Saturday, March 12th, Garrison Titan invited the volunteers of America's Western Washington chapter to their monthly meet and greet. The chapter wanted to recognize Garrison Titan for their charitable efforts done on the VOA's behalf. They posted to their Facebook page. The Force is definitely strong with this group as they helped with a food drive in December that brought in 1,878 pounds of food. That equals 1,467 meals to our neighbors in need. Thank you, Garrison Titan, First Legion, for ruling the universe. Well done, Garrison
1: Titan. TK-22304 of the 501st Legion Icelandic Outpost stars in a new music video by... Uh, I'm going to try my best at this name. The emperor doesn't speak every uh, language in the galaxy, uh, most proficiently basic, you see. Uh, but I believe the music video was done by someone named Bara Heoa. And I, I apologize if I could not pronounce that correctly. Well, check out the video at the link in our show notes if you haven't seen it already. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to see more videos featuring our members as we get closer to the Star Wars Fan Film Awards. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely seen quite a few requests coming through.
1: Yeah, there's a, a really, really cool video. Uh, well, there's a lot of videos, obviously, Star Wars fan films out there now, and uh, the fan film awards uh, referring to uh, the fan film awards on StarWars.com that are uh, undergoing, and I think uh, the deadline to get your your new Star Wars fan films put in is uh, quickly coming up, uh, and so you'll have to check that out on StarWars.com for uh, more information, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of really, really good fan films out there, too. Maybe some not quite as good as others, but, uh, so you know, and there there's different kinds of fan films too. And uh, one of my other shows, Dark Empire Radio, we cover fan films from time to time. And I've got some favorites going way back. And I think Troops was one of the the, the very first really, really good uh, fan films out there. And uh, I think a lot of fan filmmakers uh, really uh, kind of use that as a, as a jumping off point to get their uh, film career started. And uh, you, you got to give uh, Lucasfilm uh, a, a tremendous hats off for allowing fans to do that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, definitely considering the drama that's going on in the other star universe, where, <laughs> exactly. where one of their fan films is getting, you know, cease and desists and stuff, and, and yet, Mm-hmm. You know, our parent organization here is is promoting the fact that they want us to make fan films. It's just so backwards.
1: Yeah, we, they give us, you know, we, they, they really embrace the fans, you know, and uh, uh, Star wars And I love it. I really do. And I think Disney has also been very receptive of that. So, uh, you know, it just makes me all the more. Uh, happy to be here as a Star Wars fan. And, uh, you know, I have my own little animated fan film out there too called Rage of the Brutal One, which is getting a makeover uh, someday. Uh, that'll be re released in both audio and, and video formats, but that's for a long time down the road. And uh, fan films are a lot of fun. In fact, uh, a good friend of mine uh, just came, just released, uh, he was, he, I think he played Quinlan Voss in a new fan film called Star Wars Exile. Uh, which was just released. And uh that one is really, really fun. So you have to check that out. It's on YouTube. And uh there's a you know then of course this one we just mentioned too. Lots of good stuff out there.
2: Mm-hmm. Have you seen the um the Darth Maul one? It's seventeen minutes. Uh, I saw it on The Nerdist and it's simply amazing what they accomplished uh just martial arts wise. Amazing. I-, I don't have the title in my head but it's uh it's a fairly recent Uh, video
1: uh, fan film so yeah yeah, i saw it the uh, choreography was pretty good uh and and it kind of reminded me of um And now I'm blanking on the name of it. The dark side is clouding my vision once again. Um, But there was a really good martial arts type fan film years ago. Ah, it was called Art of the Saber. And that's on YouTube as well. And uh, that's sort of like a lightsaber battle uh, a la Mm. Hong Kong martial arts. And uh, that one's a lot of fun. And it was set to kind of like a Civil War kind of theme. Uh, And so you'll have to check that out too. That that one I highly recommend. Okay.
0: (laughs) Cool. Yeah, we'll have to see. Maybe we can get the some of those other ones that we've mentioned uh, linked in our show notes so people can check them out. Absolutely. Hi, this is Jay Thompson, director of Heart of an Empire, and you're
2: listening to the 501st Cast.
1: Mission reports.
0: On February 5th, five members of our Portuguese outpost visited an elementary school to implement, for their first time, the anti-bullying program of the 501st called Heart of the Force. The aim was to promote tolerance and friendship. A legion of masked children during Carnival Day at school were unaware of what was about to happen, especially a little girl named Emma, who came to school dressed as Rey. Emma had a harsh year growing up since her fellow students made her life difficult just because she loved the Star Wars universe. Knowing this, the Outpost made it their mission to bring awareness about bullying to everyone present at the event, but also to serve as an honor guard for Emma. It was a successful mission, and the children learned to be friends to each other and tolerate differences. In the end, troopers had the pleasure to honor little Emma with the title of honored friend of the Portuguese outpost. She's been following the outpost adventures for a while now. In fact, we'll have a link to a video from a 2013 holiday troop that the outpost did, where Emma can be seen high-fiving the troopers. We'll also have a link to photos from this troop that I just talked about in our show notes. And for more information about our Heart of the Force initiative, you can visit 501st.com forward slash H-O-T-F. And thanks to Pedro TK23479 for that report.
2: Then on February 6th, two troopers from Portuguese outpost visited little Eduardo for his birthday. It was a big surprise for him, but he's a big Star Wars fan. Thanks to Disney and Make-A-Wish, the troopers gifted him a PlayStation 4 he wanted one so much as he spent a lot of time alone due to his health condition then since it was his birthday they partied with him these are the small gestures that are the backbone of the fiber first vision that move us to do more and better for 2016 and beyond we'll have a link to some photos in our show notes and thanks to pedro again tk
1: 23479 for that report Outer Rim Garrison, in British Columbia, Canada, along with guests from Rebel Legion's Canadian base, participated in the Variety Show of Hearts Telethon that took place on February 14, 2016, in Vancouver. For the past five years, Outer Rim Garrison has worked with Variety, the children's charity, their website as www.variety.bc.ca, to raise funds by hosting a charity photo booth at Fan Expo Vancouver. Guests could purchase a Star Wars-themed gold heart pin and take photos in the booth with 501st Legion and Rebel Legion characters. All proceeds from the pins are donated to Variety. Part of the garrison's attendance at the telethon was to present a jumbo check on live TV for the money raised at Fan Expo Vancouver, which totaled over $4,500. The telethon itself raised $6.8 million for Variety over two days. Outer Garrison is honored to partner with Variety as they focus on enriching the lives of children with special needs, which includes supplying them with equipment, medical supplies, specialized therapy, and bursaries, which are like scholarships or grants. The troopers in attendance stayed for two hours after the check presentation to take photos with event attendees, and everyone had a blast. They were a huge hit, of course. The troopers appearing on TV for the Chuck presentation were even asked for photos by the camera and TV crew while they were supposed to be working at filming the telethon. Needless to say, they were a lot of people who were excited to see them. There were 11 troopers in attendance, including Darth Vader, Boba Fett, an Imperial officer Chewbacca from Rebel Legion's Canadian Base, and seven stormtroopers. It was a wonderful troop for Outer Rim Garrison to work with Variety, the children's charity, and they look forward to collaborating with them in the future. We'll have a link to a photo album for this event in our show notes. Thanks to Darlene TK80001 for that report.
0: As we've mentioned on previous episodes, the 501st has been fielding a ton of requests for our members to come out to Cub Scout Blue and Gold Dinners, so here's a few reports. On Sunday, February 20th, five troopers and a squire from Empire City Garrison attended Cub Scout Pack 77's Blue and Gold Dinner. Garrett, TK7186, confesses it was interesting getting to the event. The GPS sent them to the Stormville Correctional Facility, which was very intimidating with the 100-foot-looking wall and multiple guard towers, and security was quite inquisitive wondering where our members were going. Fortunately, once they stated that they were there for the Boy Scouts event, they were escorted over to the recreational area and all was fine. Once unloaded, they set up a Death Star banner and everyone took photos in front of it. The pack had Star Wars-themed events for the scouts to accomplish, and they got a stamp for each completed event. The weather was nice enough for them to be outside for some of the time, too. The pack also treated the troopers to dinner and raised over $700 for the Empire City Garrison's Troopers Helping Troopers campaign. So that was an outstanding accomplishment. Thanks to Garrett, TK7186, for that report. Then on March 5th... ECG visited Cub Scout Pack 367 in Valley Stream, New York, for their blue and gold dinner. The whole banquet room, decorated with Star Wars posters and party supplies, including the desserts, were all Star Wars themed. The dinner was a nice family-friendly event to raise funds for the pack and celebrate the Scouts' achievements throughout the year. We'll have a photo from this one, in or a link for photos, in our show notes. Thanks to Chris, TK6744, for that report.
2: On February 27th, members of my garrison, the Mid-South Garrison, attended the Cub Scout Blue and Gold Dinner in Franklin, Tennessee, with a record attendance of 12 costume characters. Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, three OT stormtroopers, one First Order stormtrooper, one biker scout, one Imperial officer, one Imperial gunner, and three Imperial Navy troopers. The dinner participants were visibly in awe as the characters all walked into the tune of the Imperial March. Numerous photo opportunities presented itself and members were heavily involved in the Cub Scouts award ceremonies, Star Wars themed cake and table decorating judging. Mid-South had an out-of-town guest as well. Neil Allen, ID 11979 of Central Garrison, was visiting Nashville and was invited to troop with him. He happily packed his Imperial officer uniform for the troop. New friendships were formed and old ones strengthened thanks to the troop. Members were fed very well by the pack. Pizza, chicken nuggets, liquid refreshments, etc. And spend about 90 minutes with the Cap Scouts. We'll have a link to the uh, Star Wars winning cake in the show notes.
1: This true report was brought to you by me, TK14057. Ah, well done, Marcus. Uh, I, uh, Thank you. Uh, your writing skill overwhelms me. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that that was very, really cool. I I really do uh, uh, enjoy uh, listening and, and reading Cub Scout reports and Boy Scout reports and uh, Blue and Golds and things like that because they remind me of the old days, decades ago when I was one of them. Yeah, believe it <laughs> or not, the emperor was a Boy Scout and a Cub Scout. Yes, we were. <laughs> sure. Well, my garrison, the uh, Southern California garrison, has done a number of these as well. And uh, uh, if you go to SouthernCaliforniaGarrison.com, there's a Mission Reports button and you can uh, follow the activities there of the Southern California Garrison. But uh, this one deserves mention since we uh, keep talking about uh, uh, Cub Scout Blue and Gold Dinners. Uh, This one, Pac-1294, here in Southern California, was a Cub Scout event to present awards to the boys who have earned rank and other achievements. This was also an event to celebrate scouting and the scouting movement to help the boys learn survival skills and prepare. Them for the future. And uh, that uh, report was dated February 26th, 2016. My birthday, no less. Well, about that, huh? It was my birthday, and the garrison was off uh, trooping with the Cub Scouts. I had to work that night. I wish I could have been there. But you know what? That was, uh, you know, it's always fun reading about the troops with the scouts there, and uh, you can read more uh, stuff uh, about that and and all of the uh, the wonderful stuff that uh, my garrison does at SouthernCaliforniaGarrison.com. dot com. And Marcus and uh, Nikki, by the way, do your garrisons also have uh, their own uh, websites there where they they post their uh, what? they do yes
0: mine doesn't have something as fancy as this no nope. we don't have <laughs> <laughs> we don't have this kind of mission report set up
1: well uh, marcus uh, tell us a bit about your garrison's uh, website or w- w- what can people follow what uh, the mid-south garrison has been up to it's really simple it's midsouthgarrison.com aha Well, very cool. There you go. So you're going to have to get a garrisonexcelsior.com there, Nikki. And don't forget to make George Duque your honorary commanding officer.
0: (laughs) I know. I wish we could have presented him with something, but he hasn't been around in this area since we formed, really.
1: Uh, By the way, Marcus, I heard about your garrison. Uh, I don't know what you did, but uh, I was Mm -hmm. in a Chinese food place the other day, and they had a sign on the window that said, no MSG. What, What did you guys do? (laughs) 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 <laughs> <I forgot>. <laughs> 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 yeah we have quite the exposure we you, you see that a
2: lot and in, in, uh, especially in food establishments we uh we try to troop only those establishments and uh we they got to uh, we got too much for them so they said no more msg here so
0: <laughs> you guys are oh, well. infamous all over the place <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: move along move along Once again, members of Garrison Carida joined forces with their counterparts in Rebel Legion's Ghost Base, that's a cool name, I like that, Ghost Base, to support the 700-plus dancers and thousands of support staff, students and families at the Penn State Panhellenic Dance Marathon, a.k.a. THON, T-H-O-N. Every year, Penn State students put together the largest student-run philanthropic venture in the country to raise funds for the Four Diamonds Foundation, which benefits pediatric cancer research as well as providing support for families of children with pediatric cancer. The Four Diamonds families benefit from the funds raised by THON in several ways, including covering expenses not included in their insurance, as well as providing support and encouragement through the year-long activities at THON. Marathon Weekend begins on Friday evening and continues through Sunday evening. It's a 46-hour, no-sleeping, no-sitting dance marathon at the Bryce Jordan Center. 46 hours of continuous dancing. Oh, boy. (laughs) <laughs> this is the fifth year that Carida and the Rebel Legion have been invited to participate in this amazing weekend. This year, they were given the 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. time slot to be on the main floor. Their day started at 8 a.m. with some members meeting for breakfast. From there to a Carida member's house for a pre-troop meetup, complete with swag table, custom Carida t-shirts... Coffee, donuts, and fellowship. Just before 10 a.m., they departed for the event venue, unloaded their gear, and suited up for the event. Their time to enter and leave the venue was so carefully choreographed because Thon actually pushes the venue to its maximum capacity of 15,261 people. After suiting up, they paused for a group photo, then headed out onto the main floor, which one trooper said a previous year felt like entering the Geonosis Arena in Attack of the Clones. For the next hour, they spent time posing for pictures, encouraging dancers, playing with Four Diamonds families, and soaking up the energy of this amazing event. One of the best parts of this troop is helping the kids forget that they are battling cancer. When their hour was up, they made their way back to their changing area and suited down. Then they headed out for a fine post troop lunch together. Some members had to leave after lunch, but a few were able to stay for what Carida is hoping will become a post Thon troop tradition: bucket bowling at Northland Bowling and Rec Center. After bowling, they went their separate ways. Another great year at Thon in the books. This year's total at Thon was nine million seven hundred seventy thousand three hundred twenty-two dollars and thirty-two cents. Carida was honored to be a small part of it. There were 27 members of Garrison Carida and Rebel Legion's Ghost Base in attendance, plus three fantastic squires to help keep everything in order. Special thanks to Andrew and Lisa Marska for opening their home once again to such a large collection of Star Wars nerds, and for Andrew putting in the reservation for their post-troop lunch. We'll have a link to photos in our show notes. Thanks to Theron ct 6051 for that report. That is a that huge was- total. Yeah.
0: Although I was very grateful to read that our members only had a one hour shift out of the 46 hours. (laughs) At first (laughs) I was like, how are they going to do that?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean that was. Uh, I
0: mean, I can get the no sitting part, but how do they dance for forty six hours?
1: They'd have to do some serious modification of their armor ahead of time, and and uh, <laughs> pump themselves up on the. Oh no, I don't recommend pumping yourself up on anything. No, but uh, uh, caffeine or whatever. I, how do? How would you? Uh, my goodness. Now, of course, that's in shifts. I, I see how that works now. There's yeah. like teams that do one hour at a time. I, I get it, but it's, yeah, it's continuous sort of like a
0: relay for life. I guess.
1: Yeah, it's continuous dancing. That makes sense. That makes sense. Boy, I. Uh, Uh, Can you imagine? I hope they have the windows open.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On February 20th, troopers from Garrison, Peru, visited more than 80 children from the National Institute of Child Health, which has child-focused units for oncology, pediatric surgery, neurosurgery, cardiology, burn unit, and cleft lip and palate surgery. The little ones received Lego sets and shared unforgettable moments with our troopers. The smiles were the best reward they could receive. So, mission accomplished. We'll have a link to a photo album in Facebook in our show notes.
2: Empire City Garrison was invited to be on the local New York morning show called Good Day New York for their Oscar party in the morning of Friday, February 26th. Chris TK6744 from ECG was able to attend with a very short notice. This was no ordinary request. They wanted one Stormtrooper and a spare suit to dress up co-anchor of the show Greg Kelly as a Stormtrooper. Luckily, Chris did have a spare TK and was willing to loan it out. It was his original FX suit with some modifications and an RS props helmet, which were far superior to the ruby suit they had planned to use. ECG stipulated that they wanted a mention of the First and a birthday wish for Amazing Austin, the young five-year-old boy battling cancer who the ECG would be visiting later that day. Chris got there early and set up to get himself dressed and laid out the parts to get Greg suited up as quickly as possible. With only a 15-minute window between 8.45 and 9 a.m., he managed to get Greg and himself suited up in time for the live 9 a.m. broadcast. They let Chris mentioned the First Legion's Empire City Garrison, and Greg gave a birthday shout-out to Austin as promised. They used Chris for the whole 9 a.m. hour, and they were very appreciative for the help. Greg and Chris also shot some promos to be used later outside in the streets of New York City. Chris was proud to represent the Legion and have Greg in a reasonably good TK instead of the Halloween costumes we normally see on TV. We'll try to get a few screencaps from the show in our show notes. Thanks again to Chris, TK6744, for that report and for
1: making this appearance possible. Well, as we just mentioned, Empire City Garrison attended Amazing Austin's fifth birthday. It was hosted by the Morgan Center for Kids with Cancer in Hicksville, New York, on the afternoon of February 26th. An excellent day, I might add. Chris, TK6744, Ron, SL5928, Anthony, TK10666, and Steve, TK10466, were in attendance. Though Empire City Garrison and many of our units don't normally appear at birthday parties, this was a special case for a young boy battling cancer. Austin has been battling cancer since he was 16 months old, and for his fifth birthday, his mother called on the 501st to make a visit. He is a huge Star Wars fan and wanted to meet his favorite characters. ECG made it happen and visited him along with some of his classmates, friends, and relatives. The Morgan Center is a preschool for kids with cancer, and he loves going there. We took photos with Austin and the attendees, handed out citations, and wished him a very happy birthday. It was a fantastic experience, and the troopers were honored to participate. Check out the link for the birthday song video in our show notes, as well as some links to learn more about the Morgan Center and how you can support Austin. Thanks to Rockstar Chris TK six seven four four for that report. You know, it's um, stories like that that uh, mm-hmm. will always move me whenever uh, I hear about them, and, and especially read about them. And uh, so, the Morgan Center, I think, is uh, something that I think we should all support. But uh, Nikki, you're from the you're from Garrison Excelsior, the, the New York area there, and uh, so you work hand in hand a lot with ECG as well. I would imagine from time to time, and. Uh, what are the the citations we keep talking about? I don't think we have those in my garrison. What, 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 what do people do when you get cited? We're, we're bad guys, but come on.
0: It's basically like a little um, police officer's booklet. Uh, it's this notepad that uh, has this form on it, and you can fill it out, and you can say, you know, this person has been you know known to support the rebels and you like check off this little checkbox and you can like write in that they're they're going to be in the imperial detention center for 3 days because of such and such and it's like this little in universe gag that you know they can fill it out and then you sign your little TK name on it and hand it to the person and pretend that they're they've been arrested or given a ticket or whatever.
1: There you see, the empire isn't so bad after all. If you're a, <laughs> a, a, a rebel sympathizer, all you get is a ticket. How, how cool is that? <laughs>
0: yeah, Ironically, I don't get to troop with ECG as much as you would think, because I'm actually twice as far away from them as I am the Canadian garrison. So uh-huh. I get to troop more often with Canada than the rest of my state.
1: Do you have to have a passport to troop with uh, the Canadian garrison?
0: Um, we can use either, it's called an enhanced license or a passport card or a regular old fashioned passport book. But
2: enhanced, yeah. A- enhanced license?
0: Yeah. Hmm. It's the special license for New York State that you can get um, because as long as you're just driving across the border, you don't need mm-hmm. the full passport book. You can use either an enhanced license or a passport card. So.
2: Is the license just bigger? Is that why it's called enhanced? Like like a really um, big check.
0: I I opted for the passport card. <laughs> okay. um, so, but the enhanced license is the same size <laughs> as a regular oh license. God. It's just more expensive <laughs> and okay. like more paperwork that you have to <laughs> fill out for it. So yeah, I'm I'm only like th- well two and a half hours away from Canada, but I'm at least six away from New York City. So.
1: Oh, okay, that makes sense. Makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to see his identification.
0: And here's another one of the Garrisons, that's my neighbor to the south here, Garrison Corita. On Saturday, February 27th, Garrison Corita visited the Wishikon Public Library for their fourth year in a row. Their hostess, Tegan, loves having the 501st come out, and this year she upped her game by providing our troopers with a tasty lunch meat platter to make sandwiches along with the cookies and fresh fruit that she provided. Our troopers did their part and up to their game as well, with 13 costumed characters appearing. And the room was packed with people. They had about 200 attendees come. They did their character intros and trivia questions. They did a comparison of a scout trooper and a storm trooper, and talked about the visual dictionary-type books. They also did a Wookiee Howl contest, but that kind of went awry when one of the stormtroopers kept doing cat and cow noises for some reason and, <laughs> and Teague in the library and she kept doing the R2 scream noise. And then two of the kids sound more like monkeys than Wookiees, but at least one of those two kids had Wookiee makeup on. So she kind of looked like a Wookiee, even if she didn't sound like a Wookiee. But after that, they did a little more trivia and then uh, let open it up so the kids could ask them questions. But then before long, they were shocked to see that an hour had passed and the kids in the audience were so energetic that the time just flew by. Next, they split up into different areas um, for pictures and invaded the rest of the library for a while. And finally, they desuited, and most of the members headed over to a local restaurant for some food and fun that often is found at post troop meals. So I'll we'll have a link to photos in our show notes. And thanks to Butch ID 8544 for that report.
2: Those uh, post troop meals, uh, sometimes I look as much forward to
1: those as the troop itself. Yes. It's-
0: Exactly. It's a lot of fun.
1: Well, food, of course. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> yes. Any troop that has cheesecake, I'm especially there. We need to have more <laughs> of that. Back to the ECG. On
2: Saturday, February 27th, four members of Empire City Garrison attended the Fordham University Rams Star Wars night. They arrived at 1130 a.m., suited up, and hit the floor by noon. They first stopped for a few minutes at the Fordham Dance Marathon, to help cancel research that was running at the same time. Needless to say, the dancers had not expected Vader and his troops to crash the party. The rest of the time, they took pictures and interacted with the people attending the game. Between quarters, they helped toss t-shirts into the crowd and stood with the announcer during a one-question trivia contest. By 3 p.m., they were hot, tired, and achy, so they called it a day. Thanks to Ron, Lone Vader, SL5928, for that report.
1: Oh, yes. Ron the Lone Vader again. I, I remember mentioning him in, in our last podcast, so um, uh, I'm going to do another uh, shout-out to the uh... Lone Vader. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm curious what the one-question trivia contest was, though. Yeah. Like, why did they only do one question? Was it, like, a really hard question? or <laughs> I was confused I know, what, by that.
2: Was it just one question, that's it? That's how you know. that's
0: how they wrote it in the report.
2: <laughs> guess we'll find out, maybe.
0: Yeah, we'll have to get Lone Vader to tell us what that was all
1: about. We really yeah. need to get him on this podcast. I, I'm uh, dying to meet uh, my lone apprentice there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Garrison Carida was able to troop for the Butler County Symphony Orchestra for the first time on Saturday, March 5th, when the orchestra featured an At the Movies, a night with the music of John Williams, concert. Troopers arrived at the high school around 5.15 p.m. and were shown to the band room where they could store their gear and get changed. Next, they headed to the cafeteria where the orchestra provided them with pizza and pop. Twenty-one members from Garrison Carida and the Rebel Legion's Echo Base attended, plus there was a combined six squires to help them out, four from the orchestra and two from their side. By 6 p.m., troopers were dressing and started heading to the lobby to greet the sold-out audience of over 1,200 guests that were starting to arrive. Troopers stayed in the lobby area for pictures and entertained the crowd till the show started at 7.30 p.m. Once the concert started, the troops headed back to the changing room to cool down, rehydrate, and wait for intermission. After break, they went back to the lobby for more pictures at intermission time. Then, another break when the guests headed back in for the second half of the concert when the orchestra performed the Imperial March, Yoda's theme, and the main Star Wars theme. After the concert, troopers posed for more pictures and wished the audience a good night. After desuiting and loading their gear back into their vehicles, the troops headed to the local Eaton Park for a late dinner. We'll have a link to numerous photos from that night in our show notes, thanks to Matt, ID 41013, for that report. Eat and park. You know, that that was a great troupe, but I want to know what Eat and Park is all about. (laughs) (laughs) I I want to go there. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if we have any of those up in New York. I don't know if it's just a Pennsylvania restaurant or
2: what. (laughs) Is that like a a Sonic type thing where you park Yeah,
0: I think so.
1: I think I've seen
0: them when I've been driving around, you know, on road trips and stuff, but I've never... Parked at one, apparently.
1: <laughs> oh, trooping, of course, at, at at orchestras and symphonies and things like that, of course, is always a blast, no pun intended.
0: <laughs> Our Mountain Garrison was auctioned off on Saturday, March 5th, during the 33rd annual Heart Ball Auction held by the American Heart Association in Colorado Springs. Mountain Garrison has attended this event for a few years now and has regularly offered themselves as an auction item for this event. This year, a 501st appearance was auctioned off in conjunction with the Mending Little Hearts support group. So, do you guys want to guess how much they went for? Of course, you can
1: read it for yourselves, but just play Uh, along. uh, Yeah, yeah. I was uh, going to guess, and then I saw the number right down there, the the next sentence there.
0: (laughs) When I first saw their support, I figured maybe a few hundred dollars. Mm
1: -hmm. This is a lot.
0: Yeah, the bidding ended at $5,250 dollars.
1: That's amazing. Wow. They could have bought their own TK for that.
0: <laughs> Several TKs.
1: <laughs> Just one? <Yeah. laughs> oh, with their own Vader for that. Yeah. yeah. But my goodness, yeah. that, that's a lot.
0: So so that was very generous. Of, so I'm, I'm not even sure if the garrison knows who won the auction, um, but it's my understanding that the plan is for this appearance to um, benefit this organization called Mending Little Hearts, which we'll try to get a link so that people can read more about that Mm -hmm. uh, for some sort of, you know, visit or picnic or party or something for them in the future. So that will be pretty cool.
2: Empire City Garrison appeared at three charity polar plunges this month. On Saturday, March 5th, they attended the Special Olympics Polar Plunge at North Hampstead Beach Park, Port Washington and Long Island, New York. This event helps sponsor Special Olympic events throughout the year and they were very pleased to have the first attend. Dave TD6513 Chris TB 6744, Ron Lone Vader SL5928 and Alan TK97491 attended this year. This was Alan's first troop. ECG was joined by Jedi Leonard from Fanforce. The weather was a bit cold and breezy this year. Hovering between twenty and thirty degrees, but they all survived, taking breaks as needed to warm up. Then on march thirteenth, ECG with guest Jedi Leonard attended the United Cerebral Palsy Association Polar Plunge in Oyster Bay, New York. The Cerebral Palsy Association of Nassau County, Incorporated, is a nonprofit health agency serving over one thousand eight hundred children and adults with cerebral palsy, developmental and other disabilities. They had a great turnout, and they really appreciated our troopers appearing. Check out the links to fun photos from these two events in our show notes. ECG will be returning to Oyster Day for another Polar Plunge on March 19th. These guys are gluttons for punishment. They have another Polar Plunge on the schedule for November 2016 in Cedar
1: Beach, New York. Thanks to Chris, TK6744, for those reports. Jack Barney is a Star Wars fan and avid gamer. His father, the late officer Doug Barney from the Salt Lake Unified Police Department, was killed this past January. Friends of the family wanted to do something special, and so they surprised Jack at the City Creek Center Mall on Friday night, March 12th. He was greeted by Kylo Ren and two stormtroopers from Alpine Garrison as he got off the escalator and escorted into the Microsoft Store, where a few dozen other costumed characters waited. Jack was shocked by the characters as Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes introduced him as Commander Jack Barney to an applauding crowd. As a final touch, Jack was given a brand new Xbox system, courtesy of Microsoft. What an awesome surprise. We'll have a link to a news video about this event in our show notes
0: on saturday march 12th michigan's great lake garrison and their rebel legion counterparts great lakes base attended the 10th anniversary of the grand rapids griffins star wars night members from northern indiana's northern darkness garrison also made the trip up to help out proceeds from the evening went to the grand rapid griffins youth foundation one family had a special surprise during the opening ceremonies take a listen
1: because this is Star we give Sergeant Head's family a very special treat of getting a photo
2: on the ice with some of our Star Wars characters who are here in the Turn around. You can, guys,
1: turn around. Wait a minute.
0: In case you couldn't quite make out the announcer, he was obviously, understandably excited about this whole thing. Uh, Sergeant First Class Joshua Head, who is also Great Lakes Garrison member TD five four zero six, surprised his family by returning home after spending ten months serving overseas. So welcome home, and we'll have a link to that video in our show notes as well, so you can see what it looked like instead of just listening to it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I definitely recommend people watch that very, very touching video. Was was he in costume?
0: He was in a, a Jedi cloak and he had the hood like really covering his face. That's awesome. And he was like standing behind some of the other characters at first. Yeah. Uh-huh. So his family was just out there, you know, posing for photos. And then, then all of a sudden, as you heard the announcer, he kind of <laughs> put back his hood and revealed himself that he was home. And he had his uniform on underneath the robe and everything.
2: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, very cool.
2: Empire City Garrison attended the New Hyde Park High School Libraries Con on Saturday, March 12th. Chris, TK6744, Ron, SL5928, Shane, ID67790, Merrick, TB10804, and John, ID42070, attended from the ECG, and they were joined by Jenny Leonard from FanForce. SawanaCon featured panels, trivia contests, raffles, and the gaming area. ECG had tables set up to give out cards and their Death Star backdrop for photos, although they ended up posing for most of the photos in a different room. They also acted as judges for the costume contest, and the kids had some great costumes. Over 100 high school students, some of their teachers, and family attended. We'll have a link to some photos in our show notes. Thanks again to Chris TK 6744 for that report. We would be honored if you would join us.
1: There's a couple really big conventions this month. This month, March 18th through the 20th, Midwest Garrison will storm the hugely popular C2E2 in Chicago, Illinois. And then on March 25th through the 27th, Southern California Garrison, woohoo, my Garrison, will be at WonderCon. If you're attending either of those, be sure to give all the troopers high fives for us.
0: Several of our units have already participated in St. Patrick's Day parades this past weekend, and some will be marching and wearing a little of the green this upcoming weekend as well. It's always fun to see how troopers accessorize for these holiday parades. They really go all out. Have you seen some pictures? I know what we were seeing. Georgia Garrison had just had theirs. Mm -hmm. They had like kilt, like half kilt, half armor. Um, I know when we did a St. Patrick's Day parade, we had um, those little headbands with little shamrock Dangly things and big giant green glasses. One of our stormtroopers put over his helmet. A lot of fun things you can do.
1: Yeah, my goodness. Uh, just uh, doing any parade in that armor. I, uh, I'm glad I wear robes. I'm sorry. I just I don't see how people do it.
0: The robes were actually the hard part. The last time I did a St. Patrick's Day parade because it had just finished raining oh, oh. Uh, in for Syracuse, and so I was like. Soaking up the whole route of uh, the puddles that were on the pavement oh, no. by the time I got to the end, like from the knees down was like this dark brown Jawa robes that I was dragging along with me. So, yeah, it actually would have been easier to have like the rain repellent armor on than I think the robes in that case.
1: Yeah, the emperor wears waffle weave wool and we uh, he doesn't like wearing that out in the rain. Uh, he sympathizes completely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think some of my dye like washed out on the very bottom oh. of my robe because it got so wet.
1: Well, you, you were in fashion then, <laughs> sort of like a tie dye, tie dye Jedi, tie dye Sith. <laughs> I like that tie dye Jedi. Hey, Rebel Legion, you should get one of some of them, uh, and California specifically, they'd fit right in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so speaking of California.
1: If you are in the Sacramento, California area, you'll want
2: to head to the zoo on April 20th, as you'll be able to meet members of Central California Garrison from noon to two, uh, 2 p.m. Visitors are encouraged to bring their cameras and pose for free photos. Visitors will learn how animal adaptations and behaviors in our galaxy relate to the creatures from the Star Wars universe through stage shows, crafts, and other activities. The animals will join in on the fun as they enjoy special Star Wars-themed enrichment items throughout the day. The Star Wars original trilogy score will play on the conservation carousel. Theme food items will be served in the Kampala cafe and face painting will also be available. Sounds like a fun day. We'll have a link to the Facebook event page in our show notes.
0: I think it's so neat when places, they really try to figure out a, a neat tie in between their facility, like either a zoo or a museum or something like that, and how to tie it in with the Star Wars universe. hmm like I'm curious what they're going to give the uh the animals for the Star Wars themed uh, items for enrichment cuz I know like at during Halloween time zoos will take and put out pumpkins for the animals to as their enrichment item. I wonder what they'll do for uh, Star Wars themed like little Death star balls or something. I'm not sure what they'll
1: do. Do you think they'll dress up an elephant like a Bantha?
0: No, probably not. <laughs> that
1: would be cool. I, I would drive up to Central California to see that. I would. If there was uh, uh, you know, elephants dressed up as Banthas, as long as there's no fodder, I, I wouldn't want that. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it should be neat to see, though.
1: To see, yes, not smell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 501st Legion members will once again be hitting the floorboards to appear on stage with none other than Weird Al Yankovic as he kicks off the next leg of his mandatory tour in June. Check out the full listing of concerts at weirdal.com slash tour. He he comes to Nashville
2: on June 16th, and this time he's going to be in the uh, Grand Ole Opry, which is like the mecca for country music.
0: Yeah, I saw that on his schedule that's so cool. Yeah,
2: that's, I mean, that's, uh, going to be amazing. Um, I, I can't wait to, even if I'm just a handler, uh, oh, oh, I can't wait. We, they had, uh, a <laughs> he had four, four concerts in, uh, the Mid-South Garrison, uh, area last year. So hopefully I haven't checked his other schedule or his other venues, but hopefully it's going to be as present as last year.
0: Yeah, I thought it was going to be the same venues, but for Excelsior, we actually have three different venues than the last time. And, mm-hmm. and sadly, he for, I believe, two out of the three um, concerts, he's going to be in Excelsior land while all of us are going to be in Canada oh. because it's <laughs> it's a, the giant fan expo convention in Toronto. Oh. Usually all of Excelsior goes up to help the Canadian garrison for that. And that's when he's coming <laughs> to Excelsior land. I'm like, ah.
1: Oh. Wow. oh wow. Well, I'm sure he'll be glad to have uh, y'all there for at least one of his three shows. I know that <laughs> Southern California garrison's going to be helping him out, uh, obviously here in his uh, home port, if you will, of Southern California. But uh, I don't know when and where or anything like that. But uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, we'll have quite a presence there as well.
0: I want to say that his um, Southern California um, concert was at the Hollywood Bowl, maybe.
1: Wow. That sounds about right. You know, what's funny is that uh, I, I seldom troop. Here I am on the 501st cast reading about all of these wonderful troops that we all do. And I hardly ever get out. Um, I have the uh, orphanage troupe that I do now twice a year, and that's really it. I'm a working stiff kind of a, a Sith, a working stiff of a Sith, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? I, I love uh, doing this kind of thing and and reading about this. But when it comes to Weird Al and, he, and having his concerts and stuff, well, palpy can't play you have to have your you, you have to have your face covered you see and you have to have your uh, your bucket on and so for all of you bucket heads out there get out there and troop with weird owl uh that's a lot of it's got to be fun i wouldn't know I, 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 the emperor just <clears throat> sits around all day
0: i know yeah their their keyboardist dresses up as the emperor so
1: Aha, oh you right <laughs>
0: they already have that covered kind of
1: cool cool i'm glad <laughs> so,
0: you're sort of present in spirit.
1: That's good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, last episode, we talked about how the release date for Star Wars, The Force Awakens, was first believed to be April 5th, and then we were all told, no, no, it's not April 5th, and now it is April 5th. So, I think we predicted it last episode. Didn't we say we knew it was going to be April 5th, even though they said it wasn't?
1: Right. So, I think. but at
0: least that's the date for the U.S. and Canada. It's going to be released there's like a whole slew of dates for the rest of the world. And then there's a digital release on April 1st.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's tons of information on StarWars.com of where you can get the digital release, where you can pre-order. Um, the. It's like a Blu-ray DVD combo. And then I think it's also on DVD by itself. Um, and then I'm not sure if they have the dates yet for all of the other parts of the world, but the release dates spread all the way through April, I think, into May, for depending on where you live. Oh, wow. So, and I was trying to look through the different places. I don't know if we touched on this last episode or not, but depending on where you go to pre-order, you get different perks. So, I was trying to figure out, you know, what is the best place to pre-order. If you go to the Disney store, you get um, lithographs, but only if you pre-order. Um, I think, you know, one of them has this special case. Yeah, I think like that's best. The steel, steel book or something.
2: Best Buy has that, I think.
0: Best Buy. Um, Target had, um, the, was it Target with the exclusive content where you get um, these like documentary things or something? I think that sounds um, right. Mm-hmm. Walmart had some other special thing
1: posters Sorry. I think something like that. You know, so, but it's like, it's, oh. uh yeah, you know, and, and I'm wondering you know, why it is they do that. It's oh my goodness. I am not going to go buy half a, I love Star Wars obviously. Don't get me wrong, here we all are doing what we do. But I really don't want to buy half a dozen copies of The Force Awakens. You know what I'm going to do? I, as much as I want to see the all of the wonderful extra documentary stuff from the, the Target exclusive, I want the steel case from the Best Buy exclusive, I'm going to buy it digitally. That way I don't have to worry about who got what from where. <laughs> I, I just won't have it. There. There. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. I was pretty tempted by the the lithographs. Usually I I would get all of the Disney movies through the Disney store and I have all these other lithographs, but I do want the extra content too and Target I can I can walk to my closest Target, but the closest Disney store I have to drive like an hour and a half to get to. So, I think that's probably going to make the the decision for me there.
2: <laughs> yeah. The um the DVD or the, the physical release <clears throat> of the movie in Germany is April 28th just FYI.
1: Yeah, I can't wait yeah. that long. I'm going to get it on iTunes on the 1st. I, I, <laughs> I think know that's what I'm going to do. I at. know, right? Mm. <laughs>
0: I've been jealous. Have you seen all of I don't know if you've seen but I've had at least three or four of my Facebook friends as they're taking flights that Force Awakens is one of the free options you can watch on your flight.
2: Oh, huh? yes, I I've, I've heard about that. Yes. <gasps>
0: I was like oh no fair! And so this one guy he had like a five and a half hour flight, so he just kept watching it over and over <laughs> again.
1: <laughs> well, I bet the flight went quicker. Uh, yeah, I-, I need to go somewhere now.
0: Uh, <laughs> I know right. I have to wow. fly
1: somewhere. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah. remember
0: which. Aer- I want to say JetBlue was one of them. Um, I don't know how many different airlines are doing it.
2: Joe if you fly from LA to like Sydney you can probably watch it five times and then on the on the way back five times more
1: yeah. oh that would be worth it uh in fact i have i have uh Friends down under, uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to start up a GoFundMe so that I can watch Star Wars on. The, <laughs> by the time that happens, I'll have downloaded it on iTunes already. But yeah, yeah that would be fun. Uh, that would Star Wars up and up and on an airplane there. Next thing you know, people will be watching uh, Star Wars up in outer space. Wait, I think they did that. Oh wait, next thing you know, they'll be filming Star Wars up in outer space. Wait, I think they plan on doing that too. Uh, <laughs> I know that they want to film part of Episode Nine up there, from what I understand. Well, well nice. My goodness. Technology, you know, Star Wars is everywhere, literally.
0: So, no matter what, where it's released, though, or when it's released, or where you're going to buy it, we're the Five Oh First Legion is obviously standing by to help fans all over the place celebrate. If you're going to be hosting a release event, you can request us at 501st.com dot com forward slash request dot php. We actually have permission to appear at stores during the release, so so that's a very cool thing. We'll be out and about everywhere.
1: For more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They publish a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from. That's RokuDepot.com, R-O-Q-O-O-D-E-P-O-T dot com.
2: This episode's shout-out is actually from Tom Kane, the voice of Yoda in The Clone Wars. Here's what he posted to his Facebook page on March 6th. Last night I emceed a fundraiser for the Trilogy Cultural Arts Center, and even though they only had a couple days notice, and after working all day and already doing another charity event earlier, the Kansas City 501st Legion suited up at almost 10pm on a Friday night to help make the event even better. As usual, the arrival of the 501st crew brought audible gasps from the audience. Thanks for making the evening one the folks there will not forget. I owe you big time, again. I know I sound like a broken record, but the Star Wars family is forever blessed. To have all of us members, the Force will be with you, always. Awesome
1: work, 70th Explorer's Garrison. As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as the Five O First Legion, or go to facebook.com slash the 501 Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501 legion or go to twitter.com slash 50 first legion join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping star wars and charity and of course i want to mention too uh you can listen to us uh, this podcast as we mentioned at 501st.com slash podcast we're also on itunes we're also on stitcher and the star wars podcasts android app the 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. That's it, troopers. Join us next time on the 501st cast. Then on February 6th, so let's start over. Outer Rim Garrison is honored to ha- excuse me, students and families at the Penn State. Uh, oh, my goodness. my uh, Now my basic is failing me. It, it's blooper time. Um, and fam- the Penn State, what oh, is it, Panhellenic? Panhellenic, is that right?
0: I think so. I'm not sure what the origin of that word is even Ooh. supposed to be.
1: Oh, my. Put together the largest student-run philanthropic venture. I know. Hey, the First Legion is a philanthropic organization. You'd think I'd know how to say philanthropic. I'm gonna say that over again. <laughs> Students and families at the Penn State. Okay, I, this is not my night. I'm gonna have fun with the blooper reel today. <laughs> 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 from there to be a carried members house. Uh, from from there to a. Brr, I'm telling you that the, the blooper reel is going to be extended this time. <laughs> Some members had to leave after lunch, but a few were able to. S- I, you know, I need to increase the font size on my screen. That's another blooper for the <laughs> blooper reel. But a few were able to stay for what Kerry Doe was hoping. Uh, try this again.
0: And platelet surgery.
1: Uh, palate surgery. Platelet palate. <laughs> <laughs> try that again.
0: No, now I forgot how to pronounce it. Uh, I'm going to pal- say palate again.
1: Palate. Uh, palate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Try this again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pediatric surgery, neurosurgery, cardiology, burn unit, and cleft lip and palate surgery. <laughs> I'm going to laugh every time I do it.
1: <laughs> this is no laughing matter. You realize that, of course. Uh, 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 okay,
0: last time, last
1: time. You just don't find it palatable.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Oh, okay.
1: Luckily, Chris did have a spare tiki
2: and was willing to loan it out. I said tiki.
1: You said sorry. Yeah, tiki. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so
2: sorry. I was like, wait, did I say that? Okay.
1: <laughs> what is a tiki? I don't know. <laughs> you ever been to Disneyland? They have the tiki room there? <laughs> yes, that's exactly uh, right. That yeah, you, you, you had to spare one of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay.
0: Well, our mountain garrison was auctioned off on Saturday, March fifth, during the thirty-three.
2: <laughs> These guys are gluttons
1: for punishments.
2: Is that gluttons or gluten's?
1: Gluttons. I imagine it's gluten-free, but it, it, they're. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should I keep going? Um. I don't know.